Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. Alright. Who's going to hold the sound effects? I'll hold the sound effects. Uh. <laughs> Remember though, we gotta, they got to be interspersed at the right time. Oh, I think I can handle it. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to put over the video again. Oh, shit. We're not going to call it the video. The thing we're going to give people. Did we already announce it was going to be a video? I, think. I don't know if we did. Well, it's going to be a video. When we get to 100... <laughs> All right, you guys got to get your shit together. All right? So we were at like 86 on, uh, 87 on Facebook. Yeah! Not a joke. And we were on at like 75 on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Needs work. I was told too that this makes even unfunny jokes funny. Is that what you were told? <laughs> and then we got to start uh, advertising the, uh, the Ross Family Reunion. Oh, yeah. That we have chosen August 12th? Right? <clears throat> Who's got their... I got my phone. I don't know. Is that the calendar on? Yeah, it's got a That would be a Saturday. If you're look, if you're That's, uh, we were looking for a Sunday, I think, actually. Because Saturday is a lot of shows. Usually there's Then it would be the show. 13th. You said August? Yeah. And you're looking for the Saturday? No, Sunday. It would be the 12th. The 12th. What <laughs> the fuck... August 12th. That's the, uh, that's the Ross Family Reunion Barbecue that we're going to start at. This is my favorite one right here on the top right. <laughs> All right. Well, we've really given up. All right. <laughs> of course you give up. You got me here. That's the first thing you gave no, up sir. right there. <clears throat> you, are, you are a great bit come to life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. right. Which I still haven't heard. That's fine. You'll hear it. <laughs> It'll get back to you. Sooner or later. Yeah, go ahead. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the Hello again, everybody. Welcome, hey, hey, to the Ross Family Matters Podcast, episode 28, I think. Ah, who knows. Anyway, I'm Hotshot Scott Williams, your, thank you, your host. By the way, did you ever see the show Rockford Files? <laughs> we'll get into that later. Vic the Stick Ross to my left, working the soundboard, there you go. Jiggy Jack Spade. I don't have anything. I have a hat. You have the hat? See, we all have oh, a thing. Oh, hold on. turtle. Oh, I got a full farting ovation. And we have a very special guest. He was a one-time Rebels of Wrestling television champion. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, a generally, all in all, all-around good guy, Harley Hellcat. Hey. Nice to be here. Nice to have you. So, I don't know if you've heard any of these shows. I have not. All right. Well, you're consider you're yourself lucky. And not alone at all. And not yet. <laughs> um, so, we're going to find out a little bit about you and how you know us. And then we're going to dig into that hat and we're going to pull out some random topics. But before we get started, I just want to know what you've been got going on. What i got going on? Well, now that I'm not wrestling, I did auto racing for a bit, but stopped doing that. Walls are hard. Walls are very hard. But I, now I'm riding my motorcycle with the Wonky Hog chapter and coordinating activities for them. Very cool. And also, there you go, a uh, avid hockey fan. Very avid wow. hockey fan. So, um, Vic, what you been got going on? Uh, a lot of working. Uh, show will air well after this, but going up to lacrosse this Friday. 
where uh, for River City Championship Wrestling, Chris Black against Hardcore Holly. Should be great. By the way, it won't be that much after because I think we were all tapped out of the... Well, we still got one in the can right. before this. There you we, go. Uh, we just had a hell of a cookout upstairs. Yes. With giant burgers, like the Eddie Murphy mom burgers. All we needed was like a green pepper on it. That's right. Which, by the way, if you wanted to do uh, a cookout and have a giant-ass burger with the Ross family, we're going to do that with you. Well, then that's a great segue to what you've been got going on, Jack Spade. What I've been got going on uh, is ain't shit, but also, all right. Hang on, we might have a a new topic. What you've been got coming up. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What you've been got coming up. What what you've been got going, coming up and on is uh, the Ross Family uh, uh, Reunion Barbecue that we're planning. Okay. Uh, We're planning it. We're going to put a Facebook uh, event up there. We're going to invite everybody who listens to the show. Uh, please let us know if you're planning on coming, because we need to know how many people are coming. It's going to be bring your own food, bring your own drink, but we'll help you cook it up. Yeah, I'm not, yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure what we're offering you other than our company and fire. And a party. Yeah. We do have a surprise, a surprise show planned for that day. True. Yes. With a little bit different format. Yes. Uh, but we're looking to do that August 13th. Still 12th. 12th. August 12th. It's good if I learn. 12th. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bert. Uh, that was August 12th, right? August 12th. Okay. 2018. Uh, and the address will be on the Facebook event page. So Very cool. We'll get there. Very cool. Um, what I've been got having going down yes (laughs) going down was i've been trying to figure out as the um probably the more in the background member of this this show where how it relates to great tv shows of the 70s and 80s and what character (laughs) that i would fit so if you've got some shows toss them out make some suggestions i'll tell you what character i played in that show anybody want to try sure uh who were you on the golden girls um the guy who was the neighbor that popped in every once in a blue. The empty nest guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who are you on Welcome Back, Cotter? I was the Dora Lee Scott Lady Sweathog person. The A-Team. Oh, boy, I'd have to think. Who was... Oh, the, that one evil general that was trying <laughs> general, to capture the General flag? Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. You see how this is played. So, feel free to suggest some... Some topics of shows, and I'll tell you where I fit in. I guess the phone lines are empty. <laughs> so let's let's move on and talk more about Harley Hellcat. So we obviously that one you got to just press something else to clear it. The cricket's gone forever. Oh God! Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> Someone ate the cricket. So we met you. And now you were a big part of Rebels Wrestling, and. And in all honesty, in addition to being a wrestler, you you did so much to help us set up and tear down and promotion and whatnot. But I don't even remember how we met you. Like, I remember knowing you, but initially, how did we come across? How did we cross paths? Our paths crossed when Betsy Ross was dating one of my friends. Okay. And she found out that my father was a former wrestler. And she's like, well, I know a group that works out down at Kosciuszko. Why don't you come with me for one of the training sessions? So I went down to one of the training sessions, and that that's where everything started. So you got to bump around in that stiff boxing ring. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Only to get into a probably even stiffer wrestling mm-hmm. ring later on. <laughs> um, so what were your initial impressions of, of I, I'm assuming me and Brian, uh, I, I don't know who else might have been there on that first meeting, but... I th- I think it was uh, you, Al Patterson... I think Vic was there at that one, and yeah, it was walking in there. It's like you got, you got. It was like so, trying to watch somebody hurt, uh, try to hurt up some cats. Yeah, just too much stuff going on, all different directions. But eventually, we got things going, and for some reason, I stuck around for all those years. You did, you absolutely. And by the way, I think that was the beginning. That was the first time Dave Starr lost his colon, but um, more would follow. So. <laughs> Yes, a lot. <laughs> so, being that your father was a professional wrestler, and I know we've talked about this before, that's why I'm, I'm. What was his thoughts when you told him, "Hey, Dad, I'm working out with this 
professional wrestling unit. His yeah. first question is, are you stupid? Uh-huh. And my answer was, I'm your son, aren't I? Well, there you go. So, nonetheless, that short that conversation real quick. My mom my ma was the big proponent against the whole idea for the fact of how my dad was put out of wrestling. He ended up getting a blood clot by the brain and almost died. Right. So, with that happening, she was a big proponent against the idea of me doing it, and I still did it for several years and had a blast. I wouldn't trade it for anything. You even for a body without all the pain from all the stuff we've done. Oh, tell me about that. <laughs> so you've had some great matches. Now, first of all, Vic, you guys were part of one of the best factions, I think, in the well, history of independent wrestling. We were part of a faction. Yeah. <laughs> that was in independent wrestling. Well, we could say it was the best of Rebels of Wrestling. Could we? Yeah, because <laughs> we were the only faction, really. Well, you had the... There was a couple tag teams, but... Um, you guys were the... Uh, um, and we were champions. Do you That's true. Do you remember what you guys called yourselves? We were the Confederacy. We were the Confederacy. We were. And it was quite a mix. It was, if I recall, Redneck Rick, Big yep. Stick Ross, yourself, were the core. But we had, like, a couple random characters trying to play the outlaw every once in a while would pop in. We had a Redneck Rick for a show or two. Uh, we I, always had a Redneck No, I'm sorry. We had a Redneck. We had a... Outlaw for, like, about two, three yeah, shows. Yeah, two or three shows, and he disappeared, and we tried to... Chad, was Otis, you and Otis were a tag team for a bit. Was that before we formed the Confederacy? Before, yeah. bef before I joined the Confederacy. That was when you guys were scaring me on every show, given that Dudley death drop. Whew. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> yeah, those were some fun and times. One of my first singles matches, though, was against Vic Ross, though. How'd that work out? Uh, of course, I lost. Right. Uh, but 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 the best was the, the way I challenged you with with that little blow. That's what I want to talk about. I want, I want to talk about that. That's why I kicked you in the fucking ribs real hard. <laughs> Sorry, your girlfriend got loose. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I think there you were also part of one of the more legendary and scary moments in the history of of the show was the blade job gone bad. Yep, that was one of them. That was a, a, a very scary moment. Yeah. I, 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 I pinned chaos. I looked down. I'm like, holy shit, I can see your skull. It was pretty gross. <laughs> uh, you also got to sweat on Angel Armani. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Yes. I, I did sweat profusely. Yes. Well, he noticed. <laughs> he noticed because he walked out of the match. Um, anything else about... Uh, you guys want to ask before we get into the obvious, the burning question that we ask all of our guests. Do you have any uh, lingering medical issues from wrestling? Yes. Like what? I have two herniated discs in my neck okay. from a backdrop I took from uh, Chaos. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was uh, it the backdrop or was it that's it? No, it was the backdrop. Okay. At the beginning, of, it was in the beginning part of the match. I ended up with a concussion so bad I had to watch the tape just to see what happened. Oh. But no diabetes. Oh, no, because Brian didn't hit you in the... No, he, he went to suplex me. He had his shoulder between my shoulder blades, so the only thing I had to land on was my head. Oh. And he tried to boost me, and all he did was make me rotate, and I came down on the crown of my head. That's not good. No. But I knew I was going to land on my head, so I was smart enough to shrug my shoulders, tuck my chin, and scream, holy shit. <laughs> there did, you go. Were you the guy that got hit with the tire? In the Battle Royal in Waukesha at Reuters. I wasn't at the show, but did you I get it? I don't know. No, the ropes broke on the you. Rope the rope broke, broke like I got shot. It was Foo that Matt got hit Fu with the tire. Matt Foo got hit with the tire from Otis, I think. Yeah. yeah, and then the ropes broke on you. Yeah, I went and was whipped into the ropes, hit the rope. Um, the cable underneath snapped, and I looked over my shoulder because I was going to flip out of the ring, and I noticed there was a post right there that I was going to flip into if I flipped out of the ring. So I held myself into the ring and then kind of flopped like a dead fish. So what was funny about that is the rope broke that day. It was the same week we were already, we were in the process of purchasing the high spots ring, which then turned into a mitigated disaster, and then we had to fix this ring and then pay Al Patterson for it. So that was uh, an interesting chain of events. But, uh, yeah, you were part of that, and uh, there were some other moments as well I want to talk about, but... Go ahead, because... So, Russell Bryant has diabetes. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a correlation. Correlation. <laughs> We've already determined he gave me diabetes. It, it's not the copious amounts of sugar or the, you know, 20 packs of now and laters I ate as a kid or the unfiltered Mountain Dew 
or the fact that I carried a lot of extra weight, it's because Brian hit me in the neck. There's a There we go. There, now I, can, now I got somebody I can blame. Now you got that correlation going. Exactly. Now if I can only get the courts to believe me. Um, so you're going to have a class action suit against them. I think, I think we're on to something. <laughs> um, any other moments that you remember? I, here's another one. You were the driver in the Brian Window incident. Any, My any, lawyer says I don't have to admit to anything in that sort, even what? though I was very shocked when he busted all those windows out. So I was, this is how I remember the story. You, Brian wanted to go over there. He convinced you that he was only going over there to talk. Exactly. He couldn't drive because he had been drinking copious amounts of Jack and Cokes. Yes. So your job was just to drive him over there because he, under the guise of having a peaceful conversation, which it obviously didn't turn out that way. No, it didn't. So you... Tell me, fill in some of these blanks. So you drive him there, you stay outside, or do you go in with him? I sat in his truck. He goes, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. And so he goes in. Apparently, while he was in there, he made it known that he was there. And, you know, he's hard to miss to begin with. But he actually walked up to the ring and started talking to one of the wrestlers who was in a rest hold. And uh, then he comes out and, I guess, starts breaking windows. Actually, he came out. He went into the back of the truck. He goes... I'll be back in in a second. And I'm looking at him as he's carrying a baseball bat. I'm like, what the f? And just as I got, what the f? He starts smashing the windows out in the, in the truck that was hauling the ring. Yeah, I, I, what I remember about that is, first of all, our show got shut down because we didn't have a cabaret license. But we continued to do a show because we needed to tape for TV. We just couldn't sell tickets to the show. Okay. Yes, we couldn't sell tickets and they couldn't sell, have alcohol in the... Uh, hall area at the time while we were doing the show. Correct. So I had to stay there and produce four weeks of TV. I didn't even know Brian had left until he came back with a shit-eating grin on his face that you'll never guess what I did. I don't know that I want to ask and then obviously the shit storm that, that kind of rolled in after that. So Kind of rolled in? Well, rolled that's, in a lot. That's understatement. So if you could just recreate for me <laughs> the moment as you had to tell Scott what happened? I came in. I was shocked. I go, do you know what that motherfucker did? Okay. And he just goes, I don't really want to know. That motherfucker just smashed all the fucking wood. <laughs> and it just was a plethora of F-words. And it was said very very uh, quickly. Because when, when I get excited like that, it, I speak very quick. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, and then, so I'm, now I'm trying to compartmentalize how I'm going to deal with this and how I'm going to continue to produce... I think at least two more shows we still had to finish for. Yeah, we. So. I think I had one more match yet to do that night. Crazy stuff. And man. then the cops showed up just again shortly after we fit, wrapped up rest, all the wrestling for the night. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I had a. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was quite a night. Uh, only in the world of uh, professional wrestling. Anything else before we go into the hat? I think I'm okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to preface this by saying I understand completely that you are not gay. <laughs> but <laughs> the question we ask everybody is, if you were, who are you gay for? Who am I gay for? Yeah, like if you were gay, who would be your, your, your catch? Who you blowing? So, just help them out. Who's your Who's your guy? Oh, I'd, I'd blow Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is his. You're a Matthew McConaughey Matthew guy. McConaughey. And I'm a Judge Justin Timberlake guy. What would Who would you Who would be your guy? Hmm. That's a good one. I'd I'd probably probably go with uh, oh, God damn, what's the guy's name? Oh, the guy funny. that paid, uh, played Aquaman in the Avengers movie. Oh, Jason Momoa. Oh, there we go, Jason See? Momoa. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah. not what I thought that was going to do. Oh. <laughs> Are you looking for applause? Or? Yeah. Okay, there's a couple. There's, you can go with that one. Oh, that's a good one. By the way, how has nobody chosen Burt Reynolds yet? Because he's 80. Right. Well, I mean, but back in it's the day. It's not 1976 anymore. You guys yeah. ever just watch Smokey and the Bandit and find yourself playing with yourself? No. No. Yeah. Unless yes. it's for Sally Field. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Well, if it's two, it might have been for Dom Delos. <laughs> All right, so here's how this works as we now get into the meat and potatoes of the show. There's a lot of topics in that hat. 
Some of them you know nothing about. It right. looks like there's a plethora in Some of them you know nothing about. Some of them are quite frightening. Some of them are weird. Um, I don't expect anything less from you guys. But we don't know what they are because we've mixed them up several times. Uh, probably more so than the balls at a bingo hall when the old biddies start bitching that the caller's not calling their number. So, you're going to get first pick because you're our guest. And you get to dive in there and pull out our first topic of the show. Just don't look in the hat. Don't look in. They're sticky, too, because they're sticky notes. Yeah. Wow. Because they're sticky notes. (laughs) Well, every time you say, they're sticky notes, it's like, what were you doing with those notes that they're sticky? Watching Smokey in the Bay. Or Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) All right. It says 70s promo versus 80s promo versus 90s promo. Okay. All right. Well, I... I was a fan of 80s promos, I guess, out of all of them, first and foremost, because everybody who's heard the show or knows me, and a lot of we rehash a lot of shit because we're flat out of ideas just like Hollywood, but I started watching wrestling in the 80s, the AWA, early 80s, but I really got hooked in 1985 when my dad got cable and I'd go to his house on the weekends and I started watching Jim Crockett Promotions and the Four Horsemen and those promos. And it was different because Vern's guys didn't, they cut promos that were, you know, other than a crusher, they weren't necessarily, you know, breaking down the wall. They were just saying, I'm going to get you, I'm going to break your face, Mad Dog Rashawn, that sort of thing. But here you had the horsemen talking about their lifestyle, throwing their money, flaunting, and then taking care of business and backing it up. And I just, I think I had an affinity for 80s promos of the NWA. The WWF promos of the 80s were a bunch of cheesy garbage, unless it was Randy Savage. I'm going to have to ask you to stop right there for one second. Yes. On an episode of 1986 Wrestling Challenge, I saw one of my favorite promos of all time. Okay. From the Junkyard Dog. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. They weren't all terrible, but... Mean Gene says, Junkyard Dog, you've got a lot of explaining to do. Tell the folks about it. And Junkyard Dog opens with, I only got to do two things in life, Mean Gene, and that's stay black and die. Well, there you go. So anyway, I like the the '70s promos. Lacked again; they were business. They fit the the genre. They fit the era. But because we have the '90s and the '80s to use against it, it didn't stand up to the test of time, right? I mean, I think that's. Fair. I really enjoyed Harley Race giving '70s promos Ugh. in the '80s, just with his Bob Barker. <laughs> in the '80s, how about in the '90s? <laughs> with his Bob Barker microphone, just sitting on a desk, going, "You know what? I'm gonna get you. And if anybody gets to Ric Flair, I'll give him ten thousand dollars. Take my money. Take the money." <laughs> what about you, Vic? Era. Uh, I'm an I'm an '80s promo guy overall because that's basically what we grew up with. You right. know, I mean, you had the best of everything right there. If you were a Hogan guy, he was on fire with his promos, bringing everybody in. Roddy Piper being his counterpart, yeah. tearing his ass apart. Yeah. Ric Flair putting on the airs about all the money and the girls and the cars. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes, his counterpart with the hard times. Mm-hmm. I mean, very good. The only thing you needed in the 90s was a catchphrase. Well, you're right. And by the way, don't forget Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. What a fucking promo guy he was. A piece of shit. (laughs) Anyway, um, the 90s, though, you're right about catchphrases, but the 90s, I think you can break into two eras because the early 90s were very unspectacular. It was the 80s. It was the 80s, but like. It was like a one dollar version of the 80s. But it was then when the Attitude Era slash NWO started that that became a different style. So I think. The person who asked, is asking the question is probably asking about that era, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. So you and you you mentioned catchphrases. It's all catchphrases. Um, you're right. It did become the era of catchphrases where it, catchphrases and sing-alongs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got you got to you got to admit though too, that all started back in the '80s too because with Hogan, what are you gonna do, brother? That's how he always started every promo. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene or. Even a Baron with, that's all the people need to know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so, I mean, saying that the 90s was all catchphrases ain't really all that true because it was just a continuation of the stuff from the 80s. Well, Ric Flair styling, profiling, kiss You were still cutting the same, promiles, same pro- promos in 2000. I'll tell you what's different, though. In the 90s, 
so you had the promos of the 80s at the desk, Jim Crack, but the 90s became more promo-driven because you had two and three hours of TV, right? Yeah. yeah. So now, and and in some of the shows, when you watched in the 80s, the shows, you didn't see the same guys every week. Sometimes they'd get a week off. Back in the Attitude Era and in the NWO Era, you were on TV multiple times a night. Your exactly. face. So now you're, you're getting more exposure. They're on TV more. Each promotion had two or three shows a week. Thunder and Nitro, Ron smacked. So I think we were exposed more to those catchphrases too, because there's a lot more talk time on TV wrestling than in the '80s and '70s. And we have scripting, which you didn't get in the '80s and in the well, '70s, except for like the Saturday in the, night in the, ni- in the '90s. That's when it started doing a lot yeah. of the scripting. Because I mean, still in the in the early part of the '90s, they were still doing promos like they did in the '80s, where they're they kind of run it through their own head and then spit it out. Where you didn't start getting writers really until the mid '90s, and then it's all cookie cutter. Where you can throw any guy saying the same promo, and it, and it means about the same either way. Sure, sure, yeah. I, I guess, I, I I'm not adverse to the, the '90s stuff. Again, the catchphrases got annoying, but I did like some of the edgierness if it was used the right way. I, you know, I, I guess they would be my second favorite. And in the '70s, to me, again, they were a little bit more vanilla. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. Have, the 70s was vanilla. You didn't have the real colorful characters in the 70s. Right. You, and the Austin ones that you did have, well, the ones you did have really stood out. Billy Graham. Exactly. Billy Graham, Dusty Rhodes, yeah. you know. So Rebels really took off in the late 90s. Yes. What were some of the great Rebels catchphrases? Boy, I don't know that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I don't think we... You know, we tried to do a few things against the grain because... Who are you and why do I... That, yeah, that was the catchphrase, right? That was the one. But otherwise, I don't think, you know, a lot of the factions or a lot of the wrestlers used it. We tried to stray away from that or even the, you know, what started in the late 90s and then every indie promotion copied for 20 years, the heel authority figure. And even by the time we were running shows, I felt that was played out. I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I agree. So we didn't do a lot of that. I mean, we had a, a, a couple of episodes with Jeff Novak as the heel, of the th- but then he lost control of the Federation. It wasn't an ongoing Mr. McMahon figure, I guess. I don't know. I I don't remember any other catchphrases. Again, other than Nick's, I can't remember any other real catchphrases. Well, I, didn't, I never cut the, cut the had to cut a promo with the same... Same ending to it at any point or any time. So I mean, Steve Santana had the best promo when he called someone a turd ball. <laughs> but other than that, um, no, I I think the best promo we ever did was when we made Handjob Hannah pretend to be his wife in a promo. <laughs> but that's a whole other story for a whole other time. Do you remember Handjob Hannah? Yes, I remember Handjob Hannah. Yeah. Do you shake her hand? No. <laughs> no. No, but she shook a tail feather. Hey! <laughs> so, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five! Hi, yeah! Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guests, interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy Gaming, check us out. Alright. Get in there. Get in there, baby. No, not that one! Taylor Made. Taylor Made. The Chicago Indie. That's the one. That is Okay, the so I worked on shows with her. Usually she was feuding with uh, Melanie Cruz. Correct. I don't think I had any notable interactions with her that were good or bad. Lane's got a story. Oh, oh man, man, it's a story. It's not a real. No, it's not that. <laughs> Hold on a minute. By the way, I'm the Brady Bunch. I'm Sam the Butcher. <laughs> Good 
because you're bringing Alice. Hey! So Taylor made, uh, we were kind of like, oh, she's not bad looking, right? She huh. came in, SWE worked her match, and then when she came back, she sounded like the Sandman. Oh. Know, talking to somebody. So she had a gravelly she's voice. She's like, yo. hey, yo, Melody, we got to get back in the car and start moving. Who's got a cigarette? So she sounded like Marge shot. Yeah, kind of. Oh, no, okay. she didn't disparage black people. Oh, okay. <laughs> We gotta get in the car. Who's got a cigarette? Why are there so many dark people here? Oh, <laughs> so, oh, so whatever happened to Taylor Mae? Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. This is all just conjecture. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if any of this is true. But I believe, if the story is right, uh, she worked around the area. She met and fell in love with Alberto Del Rio's ring announcer. Okay. And moved down to Florida mm. to be with him. And then he dropped her. And she came back. Oh, but I think she works. Uh, she works some of those Chicago, TV show, like Shimmer shows and okay. stuff like that. Okay, fair enough. So that timed out on its own. That wasn't. Whoa. that's <laughs> not one of ours. Wow, that's comedic timing right yeah. there. That's not one of ours. Yeah. All right. Get in there. Got my ringer was on. Really feel it. Ooh, this one's folded up in like twelve different pieces. All right really throwing it at you there are wrestling gimmicks dead and should they make a comeback um (coughs) on the indie circuit i don't think they're completely dead it really depends on where you go um i know acw once in a while will use a a couple gimmick characters i know for a while angel angel armani loves gimmicks he'll still use them uh BCW using the, the nerds, the dweeb and, and loser. Yeah. Uh, ASAP Mitchell's kind of a, was more gimmicky. I don't think they're dead. I just don't think they're they're overused. I think they're, gimmicks have a spot on every show as long as your show isn't all gimmicks, right? I yep, mean, I agree. So I don't think they're dead. I just think that they're, they're used more um, strategically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss the days when WWE wrestlers had part-time jobs. Oh, yes. I don't miss the trash man. Yeah. Or the tax man. The plumber. The repo. plumber. The, the hockey repo player. Man. You don't yeah. miss the repo man. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I do not. What about the, pi- the pirate? Well, this show is over. Paul Burchill. By the way, see, pirate, still a gimmick. Um, What about, yeah, Paul Burchill. No, not Paul Burchill. The guy before him. Uh, um, Carl, uh, Piero, Pierre, uh... Lafitte. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other really bad gimmicks? I mean, Abe Schwartz, stupid. Uh, Max Moon. The Goon. Yeah. Kane's first character, Isaac Gay. Yeah, Baker. the dentist. Yeah, we have an evil... Yeah, I don't miss... It. And that's why I liked the NW... Although they still use some gimmicks, too. Uh, Zan Panzer and the Ding Dongs and whatnot, but... I just preferred that over... What about the Desperados? Do you remember the Desperados? Was that Joe Gomez? No. I don't. Maybe it I... was uh, Black Bart. Oh, okay. I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gimmicks can really help you, though. If you do a gimmick well, it can make your whole career forever. Like, you know, like a Sabu. Well, or... Right. And that's why, again, another gimmick. Savage Maru, right? It's money. It's a money gimmick. I'd like to weigh in on that. Doink? Eh. Evil Doink was <laughs> hot shit, man. But you understand. I think they're not dead. I just don't think they dominate the shows anymore. And, uh, but if we had to pick... Let's look at all the... Give me a guilty pleasure. So look at a gimmick that was probably hokey, but you liked. Uh, Layton's got one for you. Go Crush, Shakara! Okay. You love Kona Crush. Uh, uh, all right. What do you got? I, I got to say, growing, growing up in the 80s, 90s, you had Doink there, and I thought that was a great gimmick, even when I was a kid. Okay. What about you? I like the evil Doink. I hated Babyface Doink. I got one that's going to surprise you, maybe. Adam Bomb. Oh. You like that? I did. I liked Brian, I liked Brian Clark. At the time. Do you like his look? His work? Yes, yes. Because he was coming, he was the Night Stalker in, in WCW. He was. And then he came over to be Adam Bomb, and I was starting to, like, take a shine to him as the Night Stalker. So, even though he had a B 
be from Three Mile Island or whatever. I, I just, I don't, I like the. You look. know what shit all over Adam Bomb? That little mushroom cloud they used to pop behind them. Oh. They, that weak fireworks display that would just give you the circle of smoke going up. That was fucking terrible. Sure, man. sure. They buried that guy with that. Thing. I really like Brian Clark's finish. The pump handle into the power, power slam. slam. I sure. thought that was a pretty solid move. Sure. All right, so let's stay on this one. Out of all the bad gimmicks, which one was the worst of the worst that you absolutely said, listen, I know it's 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 a work, but I just can't put up with this. Trucker Norman. Okay. Trucker Norman. The one that drove me nuts the worst was the uh, Kiss Demon. That, gi- that gimmick I just thought was shit from the word go. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was pretty blatantly bad. Berlin. Okay. You did not like the second coming of the Jew killers? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> he was obviously supposed to be a Nazi yeah. without no, saying he he's a Nazi. Yeah. Yes, he was. Nazis don't wear full rings, like full finger rings. He had a full, like a claw You're ring. You're telling me he didn't have the fucking Hitler Youth haircut? Yeah, he, would, he, had, uh, he was vexing Inspector Gadget. <laughs> That's what he was doing. Let me show you to my album. Come on, dude. It's, it's pretty hot in here. Um, oh, God. I, um... Donka. So it's just... Ger- Germans are weird. I had a... Hey! I, I didn't like... And I know that Edge and Christian came out of it, and I loved them, and they were great. But I didn't like the whole broody, vampire shit that was going on in the 90s. Um, and all the characters that were some form of vampire across all the feds. Yeah, because there was quite a few of them. Yeah. I just, I, I hate the, the vampire thing got played out so quick and overdone in wrestling, in movies, and TV, much like, zo- the only thing that's missing now is we don't have a zombie wrestler. But Had it. It was terrible. Zombies suck. It was in that ECW remake. Oh. One show. It was enough. <laughs> this is enough. Thank By you. the way, if this podcast was eight is enough, <laughs> Oh, yes. I don't remember the show enough. I mean, I remember, I remember Adam Rich, a little bit, but because he had drug problems, yeah. not because eight is enough. He'd be the eighth kid. Ah, if this is eight is enough, I'm uh, the guy who marry the girl who marries the oldest son. Okay. Later in the series, All right. that's how unimportant. I picture you more as the Dick Van Hoosits of the show. Dick Van Patten. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Well, I thought he meant Dick Van Whatsits. <laughs> Cheez-Its. All right. <laughs> What's next? Should they make a comeback? It is enough? No. <laughs> no, God, no. Uh, worst WrestleMania. I think we covered that, didn't I we? I thought we did. Yeah, I believe we did. Answer's uh, 13. Yes. Yes. Can you? How much credit can you give thirteen though? Because thirteen had that the Bret Hart Austin. It's the it, only good it's match. The, oh yes, and that's the. You're right, but it's the only good match, and it's sad because it's the only WrestleMania I've been to live, and it's probably the, if not one of the. What was that seven? Seven was uh, the Los Angeles one with the car chase. With no, oh, that with was Hogan ten. and Slaughter no, nine, in the main. Nine. nine. Hogan and Slaughter Twelve. in the main. Oh, yeah. Uh, you had the Macho Man Ultimate Warrior retirement match on that show. Okay, that was a good match. The Rockers and Haku and Barbarian. Go on. Um, Tell me more. I don't know if I can. I, I, That's a bad I thought point. I was doing pretty good there. About. All I know is the last few years I spent more time drinking than watching the uh, WrestleManias. Can't, have, can't watch WrestleMania with drinking games anymore. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Thirteen was just one match, and that was all it was worth watching. But let's not bury the lead here. And I know that it gets a free pass because it was the first one. But WrestleMania one was a pretty shitty card. There were squash matches. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, like yeah. four or five of them. Like it wasn't a stellar card. But obviously, it was the first. But also, to be fair, WrestleMania two was not great. The first, the first three were kind of eh. I mean, three gets over because of the giant. Yeah. And, and Savage and Steamboat. And, Steamboat. and then it was in the Silver Dome. But yes. Yeah. The first three were kind of eh. Two was weird because of the three locations. Yeah, that was just. 
three you had the Savage Steamboat to save that. Yeah. Of course. Right? Yeah. Um, four you had the for tournament. For the tournament. Where Savage went over. Yeah. So that saved that. That was supposed to be DiBiase. Five you had the Mega Powers. Right. Exploding. Yeah. And a surprisingly good open with Hercules and Haku. Well, nobody remembers. Can't ever downplay Hercules. Hercules was a great. He's on my Mount Rushmore. Of, no, of really pale Hispanics. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, is yeah, that he's the... on there with Kirk Acevedo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. And Steve Pena. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's the most. He's the, he's, a, he's in the Hall of Fame of most Asian-looking. <laughs> All right, back to the Hellcat. All right. Going. Who remembers Bell Beefer? Oh, yes! <laughs> I remember the Bell Beefer! Yes! That one I don't remember. Okay. Let me tell you about the Bell Beefer then, Hellcat. Back in my early formative years of childhood, like late 70s, early 80s, my mom wanted to give us some culture and take us to Taco Bell. Right? But, <laughs> but I was resistant to change as a little 7 and 8 year old. Well, Taco Bell had that all figured out by creating the Bell Beefer. The Bell Beefer was a hamburger bun with all the taco fixings inside of it. So it's basically like the uh, ta taco burger you get at Leon's. I don't know. What I do, <laughs> <laughs> what I do know is the Bell Beefer was a real thing that most people deny the existence of, and it was a thing, and you can find it on the Google machine. Hey, Lane, uh, what's, what's our profile picture? Our for cover photo on Facebook is currently the Bell Beefer. Which we don't have enough likes for. Which we do not have enough likes for. We still need uh, another 13 more likes there. And like another 24 more likes on our Twitter. To give the people a very special gift from the Ross family. Better than the last one we gave. So how come our marketing team isn't like like pubbing like this? Because the office is dropping the ball and holding us down all at the same time. That's very true. The office... So you play with his balls? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah that too. That too. Just clarifying. So, Bell Beefer, would you like to see it back? Uh, I never saw it the first time, so yes, just okay. to experience it. You would eat the Bell Beefer? It just once. Yeah, it's like just, a sloppy Joe with taco. That's what I imagine. And lettuce and tomato. I'd have, oh, I wouldn't want cheese, the tomato. Right? But, oh. uh, okay, so, so then no lettuce and tomato on a Spanish burger from Leon. Yeah, well, something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the difference. Well, the Spanish burger is more of a loose meat sandwich. Okay. So is the so is, so <laughs> it's taco meat. <laughs> but that's what the Spanish burger but is. But not taco. really. Uh, fuck the bell beefer. <laughs> I want the bell beefer back. It's time. It's time. All right. What's it's the next time. And it says. Come on, man. Hold on a second. Shut the fuck up. Most athletic thing you've ever done. Alright, well, first of all, fuck you. Alright? <laughs> okay, well, I'll start. I was once in shape enough to play college baseball. Believe it or not, I was once in shape enough to be a competitive swimmer. Oh. Okay. Uh, My... Not much, man. My, my mornings used to start off with a with a twenty mile bike ride and three mile swim. Jesus Christ! Jesus. Then what happened? Uh, then I then I got my driver's license. Too many Bell Beavers. <laughs> too many Bell Beavers. No, too, I once too, too many tacos from Taco Bell. I once did a sunset flip over the ropes. Okay, so that's gonna segue. What's the most athletic thing you've ever done in a ring? I'm gonna tell you what mine was. The two seventy. Two seventy. Me, try not to get killed by chaos. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> what was the most athletic thing you ever That's did? Try not to get killed by Brock. <laughs> what about... I uh, got out of there without diabetes. 
Uh, for now. Go to your doctor. Please. Please go to your doctor. Are you urinating a lot? No. Oh. We're all worried about you. Alright. Well, there you go. That's that's it. What's the least athletic moment you've ever had? Uh, probably shitting in Matt Longtime's face. Okay. I think for me, they, they come... Every day I top the last day with least athletic things. Like uh, sneezing and throwing out my back... Um, done that uh, waking up dizzy because of this inner ear ringing that I'm getting and like falling into the the dresser and knocking everything off it that was last week <laughs> done that without yeah. the inner ear thing uh, I, I have inner ear issue too mm-hmm. and my ex-wife the, the apartment me and her lived in they had a small hallway and she was laughing her ass off one day because my ear was acting up and I was ping-ponging back and forth down the hallway to go to yeah. the bathroom. Yeah, I'm I'm very ashamed of what the last couple of years has done to my what I've done to myself, what I've become. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll be probably a vegetable in three years. Look forward. But to as it. long as I can still do this show, I'm really bringing the show down. Right do we now. have Do we have permission <laughs> to pull the cord? Let me just say, if this were give me a break, <laughs> oh jeez, I would be the 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 dad's cop buddy. Swackhammer. <laughs> who are you on Cheers? Um, Paul. You'd be Paul. Yeah, which one was Paul? The guy that sat at the other With end the of the bar. Yeah, yep, that's exactly who I would be. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. exactly who I would be. What about Facts of Life? Um, somebody from season one. <laughs> Molly Ringwald? Yeah, maybe. Because yes. as you know, they flush. For those of you who don't know, you think of Facts of Life and you think of Joel Polnacek. The closeted lesbian. You think of Blair. You think of Natalie. You think of Tootie. But you forget that in season one. Well, yes. But in season one, there were seven other girls that were either kicked out or maybe strangely disappeared from Edna Garrett's watch. They also lost the headmaster. Yeah. Maybe there's a correlation. Maybe there was no school anymore and she just held those girls hostage in an abandoned building. Perhaps. And let me ask you this. Do you think Blair was gay for Joe Polnischek? In the closet, definitely. I think that Blair was gay for Tootie. Oh. You take the good, you take the bad, you rub her back or you get the hole again. That's what <laughs> That's what you're looking at. That's the facts of life. All right. All right. Oh, my. All right. All right. There you go. Joe Polnischek was forced to be a lesbian. I think so. <laughs> it was early sex slaves. Uh, By the way, can I tell you my theory about erectile dysfunction on TV? Okay. <laughs> Hear me out. This is not a bit. but This isn't a bit. I thought about how, like, you know, erectile dysfunction hits guys over the age of 45, 50. And you watch shows like um, Three's Company, where Mr. Roper wouldn't, you know, hook up with his wife. Or you see Quite Married with Children, where Al Bundy didn't want to, like, bang Peg. Or Archie Bunker. And I think what they were doing is just laughing at these guys' problem, their ED. Al Bundy could definitely have sex with Peggy, just simply chose not to. We think. But just because he went to, to Bigums doesn't mean he was getting <laughs> no, he it. he read Bigums. Oh, that's right. He went to the nudie box. Doesn't mean it was being biggened. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll do. So, I'm gonna. I'm writing an essay about it. So look for it in Vogue. In Vogue this month. Um, R E W F. How'd that get back in? Yeah, I don't know, How man. How did get back in? Do we need to talk about no. it? No, it was bad. No, it was terrible. Right. It spawned some really good wrestlers that uh, didn't know they were going to be good wrestlers at the time, and some of our really good friends. But it was run by a sh- total shitbag. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, who are you on the Jeffersons? Um, I would be the British neighbor. Or the grandma that disappeared after ep- uh, season two. I would have assumed you'd be the doorman who always came out. Oh, yes. I tips. wanted a tip. Thank yes. you. I'm him. Yes. Here we go. All right. Yeah, I don't want to be Bentley. I think the doorman is better. Remember when Bentley was replaced for one season with some other guy? I do. Yeah. Bumps you won't take. You name it, I won't take it. Now or then? Uh, let's just say something that you wouldn't take when you were working. Uh, the Canadian Destroyer or anything like it. Any pile driver. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. No pile drivers. 
I've talked about it before. I'm terrified of back body drops. They terrify me. Really? Can't can't get the rotation. It's too it's too stressful. Okay. Yeah, I didn't like anything where you were flipping forward and then landing on your neck and being at the mercy of somebody else. Like, That's you know. the big thing is when you get when you can't control your own bump. I, I was not a big fan of taking any bumps like that. Because if you can't control your own bump, you're, you're destined to get hurt somehow because somebody's going to fuck up somewhere. Um, apparently, I also am adverse to suplexes on the 4th of July. So, um, <laughs> but no, seriously, that anything face face into a neck bump. I yeah, I, like the, the only bump I really took where I really had no control, well, there's two times I've taken bumps I couldn't control. One of them, I got the wind knocked out of me, which was a power bomb by Chaos. And the second one was the suplex out of a headlock that okay. where he dropped me. I, also okay. Okay, so how about this? <laughs> Number one on everybody's list, any bump from Brian. <laughs> the splash from Brian. I never took the splash without vomiting. I, oh, God. I took it. I was fine. Yeah. I, um, think the, I think I got him paid back one in one show because he went and dumped me on my head. A couple shows later, I, I gave him a small drop, and I made sure I kicked my feet up higher so my head would dig into his ribs as I was coming down Oh my! Um, what about anything from Doug Dillon? Doug Dillon, I never, t- I never took any moves from him except for like a hip toss or something like that where I was controlling it. Um, I was told the only time he ever got off his feet for a bump was when I shoulder tackled him at Racing Mexican Fest. You know who else won't take bumps from him? The uh, people who filed charges against him for the inappropriate acts. <laughs> Look him up on CCAP. Go CCAP, that son of a bitch. All right. Well, what do you expect from all your wrestlers? All right. Uh, uh, what's next? Yeah. All right. So, uh, this is another uh, lot of little ones. This one. Getting some things. Worst name for a son. Ooh. Barnabas? Well, this topic is kind of right up my alley. Adolf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> uh, I hate what parents are doing to their kids these days. Oh, me days. too. Oh, here we His guys. name is Sage. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a good example. Okay? Like, like, a, like, a, like a Skyler. Mm-hmm. I hate. It's bad. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, he listens too, but it's fucking terrible. Yeah. You mean Schuler or Skyler? I mean Skyler. Which one? That name, Skyler. Schuler or Skyler? Because we know two Skylers. One's not really named Skyler, and one is Schuler, but it's pronounced Skyler. I'm just saying. That name, shit. You uh, tell them both. I said so. Um. Yeah, that's a bad. I think um, "piece of shit" is a bad name for a son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you don't want to name your kid that. No, you're right. The trend. Here's the thing: this generation, whether we call them millennials or Generation KY or whatever the next generation is, K-Y. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A little jelly. But uh, you know, because they're already pretty self-absorbed and whatnot. But it's not even them. Honestly, our generation kind of started some of that shit, Vic. I mean, we didn't. We named our kids normal shit, right? Like, like James and Brett. But um, we started it, and it's just getting worse and worse. Like well, a lot of the a lot of the big stars that you know from from us growing up, they started having kid. You know, they start having kids, and oh, my kid's name is Apple. No, that's a fucking piece of fruit, not a kid's name. North. Maybe yeah. my kid North. Blanket. Yeah. You know what? If I had a boy, I'd love him no matter what his name was. Well, yeah, but you're not capable. <laughs> right. So. That's where I'm at. Jack Spade, tell me about your son. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Here, let me get that knife for you. (laughs) Here you go. Why don't you take something out of the hat? (laughs) Yes, sir. Take something out there, pudgy. Oh. (laughs) No, that's nice of you. Uh, First thing you do after you check into a hotel. (laughs) Well, go to the fucking room. I take a bump on the bed. I do. I don't care how ridiculous it is. I take a bump on the bed because I want to see how firm it is. Well, recently uh, we 
so lacrosse is where we get the hotels, right? Yes. Were they on clean rooms? No, they were <laughs> Only clean. once. Uh, we, didn't, we haven't had Buck with us. Yeah. Uh, that was a callback. That's a callback. It's, uh, we like to check in. We like to go up to the room, maybe relax a little, maybe uh, watch a little Maury Povich. Huh? Yeah, but before I can do any of that, I got to take a shit. Yeah, he does. Because we always stop in the Dells for lunch. Yeah, we and by the time we finish the ride, things have processed, and now it's... Yeah, can't stop at a gas station taking shit. It's got to be in the room. From can't, the train... Can't it, stop is it, do you stop at the train place? The train place. Yeah. Wild Bills. by train. Yeah. Wild Bills. Oh, like we haven't in a while. We haven't that in a while. That place is expensive. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. where do you guys you know, usually stop? It's kind of bullshit. Wild, Bill, Wild Bills is expensive, and they're kind of, eh, food-wise. Last time up, we stopped at the mac and cheese place. It's great. What's it called? It's called Max. Yeah, it's yeah, called Max. Max. They opened it's, up uh, one in Brookfield too. Yeah, they opened up a great over here in late. Yep. Uh, we've stopped for hot dogs at, yeah. at an old guy's house. <laughs> oh my! The real <laughs> the real car. I don't know what it real was. dogs. I mean, I don't know what it was called, but it, it kind of seemed like. Well, the word, real dogs are not like a caboose. An old caboose. No. no. Okay. Um, no, it's literally, it's like a house that they converted into a restaurant. Yep. Oh, okay, I know where you're talking about. We, Mary's Place. It's right, Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's it. probably it. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got a camper up in the Dell, so. Okay. That's why I know what's Do you where. ever just get some strawberry milk and cottage cheese? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's you're nothing, like, there's nothing wrong with strawberry milk, but the cottage cheese thing kind of makes me wonder. Cottage cheese is fine. Um... <laughs> uh, We've done. We do famous Dave's. Okay. The only place I do not want to stop uh-huh. when we go to the Dells is the Pizza Ranch. Wow! No fan of pizza. I it's it was gross. Really? I don't I like it. Like I've, it? I I go to the I've gone to the one in Baraboo instead of the one in the Dells itself. Okay. And I like the roasted chicken and yeah. stuff like that. I've been to a few of them. The one they're opening one in Waukesha now too, right by the. Oh, I didn't know they were opening yeah. one in Waukesha. I know the one in West Bend just opened. But here's the thing, I like it better than CC's. I think the I've never yeah. been. Yeah. I've like never been. Oh, then you'd like pizza, right? I do like pizza. Yeah, right. he does. CC's to me is just garbage. When I take the kids and we go that way, that's where we stop. It's at the ranch. Right on. The but pizza ranch. My favorite place though to stop in the Dells when I go when I'm traveling going up through there or I'm staying in the Dells is uh, Monks, right, right, by, right by the wilderness. I've seen the signs. I've seen the signs. They got they got good burgers. Nice fresh burgers. Note that. Note monks. monks. Got it up there. So you take a shit. You watch Maury. I yep. take a bump on the bed. What do you do when you get in your hotel room? Well, it depends on who I'm traveling with. If I'm travel doing one of my one of my things where I'm staying at a hotel for a couple days because I'm in, in town for a convention or something like that, uh, first thing I do is drop off my bags and go find a bar. That's for, hey, can I tell you what I did with Little Country when we checked the new hotel? No. That's what God knows. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. So we checked the new I'm hotel. Scared. Little Country is going to go take a shower. I asked him if it was okay for me to order room service. And as a prank, and he said yes, I ordered literally the whole menu. <laughs> and we didn't eat a thing. Oh, my God. I would have so, killed you. Who paid for it? He did. It was, okay. it was his room. Like it, was, it was charged to his room. He's a mean as shit to Little Country. You know that? Well, he was done out of love. Yeah, the last... I wasn't mean to Little Country. If if I'm traveling to, say, like, I'm just traveling, I'm stopping at a place for overnight and then hitting the road again in the morning, first first thing I do is I throw throw my suitcase off to the side, clo- clothes still on, I'll pass out right in the bed. I know. Let me tell you another thing we did to Little Country. Yeah. So we were apartment hunting with him because he was having to move to Illinois. He lived in Illinois for about six months because his job, he was working at at t at the time, was transferring now. So we wanted to look at this model apartment, and they gave us the keys to go in there and take a look. I couldn't help myself. I had to take a shit. So I took a crap, but the plumbing wasn't hooked up. <laughs> oh! And he didn't get the apartment. Was there water in the bowl? I didn't look. <laughs> Sometimes when he got a shit, you got a shit. So he was upset because he really wanted the apartment, Water and for some crucial. reason he didn't get it. And I have to feel I'm a little responsible. A shit'll responsible. <laughs> so anyway, oh, all pun intended on that one. 
Exactly. I can't believe I forgot to tell these stories. Now we're going to have to have to bring Little Country back. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Is this me? I think so. Last one? Sure. It's your podcast. I don't care. You know what? Hurry up. Shut up. Take too long. Jesus. Holding up the show. You're making them all sticky again. <laughs> Ian Xavier. I don't want to be first. No, you go ahead. I don't want to be first. Huh? Scotty, talk about Ian Xavier. Who? First time I met him, he was douchey to me. Yeah. After that, he kind of warmed up to me, and we got along fine enough. I mean, I worked with him on Frank shows for about a year and a half as a ring announcer. He was wrestling. And I did a show, one of his shows out in, like, Iowa. Maybe it was Fort Dodge. Years ago, Armani was going out there, and he brought me along, and I wrestled somebody I wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup. And we were matched two and we went like eight minutes. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any... I had no heat with him, again, after the first meeting when he was kind of standoffish. He seemed fine enough. But okay. that's really all my experience with him. Jim, you don't know him at all, right? Don't know him. All right, Lane, go ahead. I know a lot of guys that we like a lot work for Ian Xavier. and yeah. like him a lot. Uh-huh. He's an okay guy. The only thing I could possibly say negative about Ian Xavier, really, is that a lot of his compliments are very double, double-fisted, passive-aggressive, right? backhanded, backhanded. Backhanded. Yeah. Sorry. So, like, just as an instance for a match that I worked, he said, "I don't like those kinds of matches, but you did it as well as you possibly could have." What kind of match? What kind of match was it? That was uh, when me and Buck worked in the no turnbuckles. No turnbuckle covers. So he does. He's he's adverse to no no turnbuckle matches. I think he meant like hardcore wrestling. Oh, I see. Um, but that okay, fair enough. Fine. I mean, I don't like hardcore wrestling either. I don't know that I'd consider that a hardcore match. But yeah. I don't think a street fight is a hardcore. You guys done being nice to Ian Xavier? You know, leave me out to be the fucking bad guy. Again. I'm not. I'm, I'm, hey, again, I don't know the guy, so I can't. Right. I can't say anything. I would never way. say anything. He wears a lot of hockey jerseys. Uh, he's not as good as he thinks he is. Okay. He's got a real fucking high opinion of himself. Well, that's something many wrestlers have met. Every time you see the motherfucker, he's hurt. Something's always fucking hurt. Okay. Okay? Well, yeah. So that's Iowa's version of Morty. He's a biggish guy. (laughs) Uh, he'll, he'll swear he knows better, but then you'll see him sitting in the crowd trying to get his fucking attention for himself. Nice. You know. Okay. Uh, fuck. It, that's basically, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Now, does this have anything to do with the fact that you don't believe in ghosts? I don't believe in ghosts. Oh, there you go. That's where the heat is. Or Jesus. Or dinosaurs. Right. You don't believe in dinosaurs? He doesn't believe show in me one. He doesn't believe in Jesus well, or dinosaurs. Dead. Pick a fucking side. Where, where can you show me proof that dinosaurs were a thing? Fossils. Where? At the museum. Really? Because that's plaster, motherfucker. No, not all of them. Lakes were made plaster. by feet of dinosaurs. <laughs> no, they were made by glaciers. <laughs> by glacier? They were made by erosion. I thought it was glacier. Glacier, glaciers made some. Because blood of ran cold. Like not that glacier. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have we have lakes well before Ray Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> but like some lakes are shaped like dinosaur feet. It's true. Uh, yeah. Have you ever been to Lake Dinosaur Foot? Yeah. <laughs> no. How what? about how about Lake Oki T Rex? What did you start? <laughs> All right. Uh, what about the Earth? Is it flat or round? It's round. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's, there's some fucked up shit in here that we've never even. Gotten into we gotta, we gotta put it in no, 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 want to take a couple minutes? Let people, no, I don't want to do that. Man. Well, in conclusion, Jesus and dinosaurs have been made up by the government to fool you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what government? All right, I made the government part. The government of Rome? Okay, let me ask you this, though. Let's forget about the religious aspect of Jesus. Okay. You don't believe the story of a man named Jesus, is what you're saying. Well, for okay, I have a lot of issues with the way the Bible is written. Uh, yeah, fair okay. enough. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, 
Paul, Luke, John, right? I love the Beatles. Find me one person with those names in the fucking, in Jerusalem right now. Well, <laughs> well right now. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a fucking thing. So you were expecting like a Morty and a Hyam? Yeah. Like an Abad and a Salam. If that was their name, if, the, if those were their names, don't dumb it down for fucking white people to be able to grasp religion because, oh, he has my name. Well, you, you know, gotta, you gotta also remember that the 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 Bible that, that everybody reads nowadays is the King James Bible. So, of course, when they translated from Latin, which it was originally written into, into what it to English, they changed names and all that stuff in the process. So that's why you got Matthew, Luke, Mark, and James. Right, instead of Harvey Gilbert. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the Apostle Mark was actually <laughs> Hezekiah. Hezekiah. But but the, the way you think goes along with. What what I've told people before because I've dealt with very religious fanatic people working working different jobs and whatnot and I looked at one of them one day and I totally pissed the guy off and I was being nice about it. He goes, he was sitting there telling me about how you have to follow the Bible. I'm like, well, one, I go, man wrote the Bible. I go, so you can't really believe a word that's in that book. No, no, no. The Bible says God won't let man change a tittle. I'm like, but a man wrote God. Won't let man change tittle. I go. The Bible is a good book as a guide to how you should behave properly. Sure. Other than that, it's just a storybook. Let me just put this out there. Okay. First of all, I believe in God, but religious people scare the shit out of me because they usually hide behind religion to get away with their. I agree shit. with you. Okay. Two. The reason I believe in God or higher power is I've been told by people who are say you know the. Universe was created by gas banging together and blowing out into a universe. You've heard the Big Bang thing. Yeah. Where the fuck did the gas come from? Was it just there? It wasn't just Jake, I'll tell you. Well, that's true. And two, the other thing I always tell people is, the story of Jesus, if you don't believe the religious connotation, it isn't far-fetched to believe somebody was running around trying to say they were the Son of God, because that still happens nowadays. That's a fact. So that's why the story of Jesus could be a thing. Called schizophrenia. Harley Hellcat, do you want to warn Scott that the show has to be over and also about Krav Maga? Uh, yes, I think that's a good way to wrap. So let's reiterate a couple of things we learned today. Yes. The Ross family reunion yes. is yes. the August 12th. 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 August 2018. Okay. Uh, probably all day, y'all. We need 14 more Facebook likes to give you a prize. Yep. <laughs> um, Harley Hellcat loves Aquaman. Would love him. He's gay for him. Makes sexual. Well, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> to his super dense Aquaman skin. And um, Maru still hasn't embraced Krav Maga. Right. As the one and only martial art. So, we'll continue to work on that. In fact, we're going to extend an invite for one of our next two shows. And we're going to invite Maru down here. If you choose to accept and understand that one of the conditions is you are going to have to tell me why your fake scripted martial art is better than Krav Maga. So, for our guest Harley Hellcat. He's still got to warn you that the show is over. Oh yeah. Yes, you got to warn me that the show is over. The show is over? That's not right. Scott. Scott. I don't know if you can see it. I don't know if you can see the record, but we're running out of time. We're running out of time. We gotta take it out. We gotta finish it. For Jack Spade, for Vic Ross, for Harley Hellcat, I am Hotshot Scott Williams. Good night, everybody. (laughs)